Hallelujah. Come on, just lift up your hands with me tonight. Just lift up your hands with me tonight. Father, we worship you, Lord. Father, we just glorify you tonight, God. Lord, it's about you, Father. When we come tonight to hear from you that you would just have your way, God, that we would lay down every wall. That we tear down, Father, let every wall, every barrier, God. We lay down our every shield, oh God. We we disarm ourselves tonight, God, that we can hear your word, that we can be encouraged by you, be built up by you, God. That we will become everything you call us to be a divine arrow. That special arrow. That God's arrow, God. We ask you tonight that you just have your way, Father. In Jesus' name. And there everybody says. Amen, amen. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offer. You may be seated tonight in the presence of God. Amen. It's a blessing and honor to be with you guys tonight here. Amen. In Texas. Come on, Texas. Amen. Woo! Texas. Amen. It's a blessing to be with you here tonight, and it's an honor. It's just a blessing to see how God's people just work together. It's a blessing to see how all the servants and the arrows behind the scene uh, working and functioning together. You see greeting and working and just, it's an honor and a blessing to see God's people building God's kingdom. Can someone say amen? Amen. amen. It's a blessing to see everybody functioning. So I'm just honored to be here. We brought some of our men's home and some of our women's home to be with you guys. Come on, we love coming out here. They, lo they love Texas. They love you guys, amen, and, and so they're always trying to figure out, because we go like seven conferences a year, amen, and so we're constantly all over the place. This is our seventh one, and uh, we've been preaching on every type of arrow you can think of. <laughs> amen, so I'm excited, all the way from the Philippines, so all the way to Texas, to other north, and all over the place, so we've just been having a great time ministering the gospel. Again, it's an honor to be with you guys tonight, but I'm here tonight because I want to minister on something God placed in my heart. I want to minister on God's foolish arrows. Oh, you already forgot where you came from. Hallelujah. God's foolish arrows. You know, bring that for me, Madisha, really quick. You know, there's, there's something about how we come in that we don't think how we used to look like. We forget how we look like. Some of you guys came in twisted, disgusted, couldn't be trusted. Some of you guys came in more addicted than the devil. Hello, somebody. Your mind, he got, he got ideas from you. That's how bad you were. See, I know who I used to be. I know how foolish I was. See, this was me. Come on, somebody. This was me. I was jacked up. I was strung out, in and out of jail, in and out of prison. Amen. Doing heroin, all jacked up. But one day, Jesus Christ changed my life. I'm telling you, God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. I'm here to tell you tonight that God wants to use the foolish things. Someone say foolish things. Foolish things. See, this is how we came in. This is not how we should stay. See, this is how we come, but we shouldn't stay like this. Tell you, but don't stay like this. I tell people all the time, it takes time to make a man of God, but it shouldn't take forever. And some people live on forever. I tell people, we've been doing wrong so long, it feels right. Now it's time to do right, it feels wrong. If you have your Bibles, go to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Very simple gospel. It's a simple gospel. Nothing perplexed. Not today. Say it for another time. 
1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25 says these words. Because the foolishness of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than man. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God, someone say God. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame, my God, the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame, come on somebody, the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised. I know none of you in this house, just me. And God has chosen the things which are not, listen carefully, to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh, I'm going to say no flesh. No flesh should glory in his presence. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for your presence in this place. God, I thank you for your people. I thank you, God, for the saints that are in this house. I thank you for your pastors, your leaders, God, your men of God, your women of God. I thank you, God, for everyone that's here today. I pray that you continue building us, Lord, exalting us, oh God, and having your way with us. Let your word be word, Father God, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen, amen. See, I, I look at this very quick, and I, and I, I just, uh, for the sake of time, I'm not going to take too long, just long enough. At the 35 minutes, worship team, come up here and cut me off. Amen. I'm not a long-winded preacher. I just want to get it done, and we're done. Amen. Here we go. God's, God's foolish enough. God's foolish enough to believe in us. You don't hear me, though. God was foolish enough to believe in me regardless of who I was and where I was. Regardless of what took place in my life, God says, I see something past a twig. I see something past, some say a twig. You see, Simon Peter, his name Simon meant twig. There's a twig in all of us, but there's also an arrow in all of us. There's the ability to become something. Some say something. There's an ability to become what God wants us to be. God says, I grasp the foolish. Some say the foolish. Now, now, the word foolish simply means this, lacking good sense. Lacking good judgment. Making dumb decisions. Nobody here, right? It goes even worse. Now, I don't want to get how bad, because it gets pretty bad. And I don't want to get too bad, because I want to want able to come back. Amen. But it goes on and it tells us because we're pretty foolish for the things that we did, how we smoked dope, how we put needle in the arm, and how we made decisions, and how we drug our family through all these crazy things. Uh, we drug our wife through crazy stuff. Uh, we put all this stuff in our bodies. We begin to deteriorate ourselves because we were foolish. And God says, regardless of what, who you were and what you've done, I still want to use you. I still believe in you. I still called you. I still chosen you. You have a divine purpose in your life. There's a divine destiny to your life. But you can't fly like this. You can't hit your mark like this. You can come in like this, but you can't stay like this. Someone say foolish. 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 Lacking of good sense. Listen, next one he says, someone say weak. weak. He goes on with the weak and he, he says that the weak, the word weak means this, liable to break. 
or given away under pressure. Easily damaged. He says, I know some of you are so weak that you get offended when they say hi to you. You get so offended when the football team is in the huddle that they're talking about you. He says, I understand because he goes, I understand how we were weak and how we were weak and, and what we did and, and we easily broke under pressure. See, people think pastoring is easy. It ain't easy. It's a lot of pressure. See, I'm telling you right now, this is a fool. You're looking at a fool. When I got saved, I'm telling you, I was stabbing dudes, fighting with dudes, beating up dudes, hanging dudes. This is saved, home director. It's not the world. Forget the world. We're talking in church. My pastor believed in me enough to work with me. Oh, you don't hear me though. He believed in me that there was a calling, there was an arrow there, there was something of destiny there. He had to see past the stick, past the twig, past all the damage I did to myself, past all the decisions that I made that were dumb, erratical, made no sense. Things that I've done, he had to look, let say past that. He had to look past that. He had to look past my weakness, my pressure, easily getting frustrated and mad easy, want to fight everybody. He said, no, nah, there's, there's, there's something there. I remember coming to Texas back in 95. That's where I met Anthony. Come on, somebody. That's where I met Anthony. Met a lot of these guys back in 95. Elliot, all these guys in the men's home. They used to call me. My nickname used to be Gangsters. They started calling me Holy Gangster. Hey. They said, you crazy. I said, ah, I come with the package. Crazy comes with the package. Church, uh, I was weak. I was foolish. See, I, I know what I was. But this foolish week, let me get into another one before I get going here. Someone say base. Now, base means this, the lowest part, the bottom of an object. That means the worms under the trash can. Move the trash can under, that was me under that trash can right there, that worm. He said, I, I, I call that. I call that base thing, that weak thing. That foolish thing uh, to carry my name. Come on, somebody. To carry my purpose. Uh, to carry my calling. Uh, to do something great. Uh, to take a nation. Uh, to take the city. Uh, to make a difference. Uh, to get, oh my God. Somebody get excited in this place. Preacher, you get, you get excited over amen. Come on, somebody. That's my preacher right there. Come on. I was foolish, I was weak, I was a base thing. My God, I have no business preaching the gospel. I have no business pastoring. I have no business sitting with the mayors, district attorneys, getting grants, passing launching out churches. I have no business. I'm a foolish, weak, base thing. But God says, pass that. I see something because I was the same place you were. I was in the home, sitting in the home, sitting in the church, saying, are you really going to use me? Because I just how I see myself. God says, you got to see past what I see. You got to see past what I see. You got to see past. I see this, but I see past this. I see past the foolish, the weak, the base. He says, I see, someone says, I see past that. He says, because I have a purpose. 
Because I want you to become something. Someone say something. Bring me, the, bring me the arrow, first arrow. He says, watch out, I'll make my own lapel. Praise the Lord. He says, you, you, you want to become this, but you look like this. But before you get here, there's a little work. See, Paul was called to be someone to be. Someone say to be. See, Romans 1 says, called Paul, an apostle called to be. He was called to be this, but he was this. He was called to be this, but he was this. He was called to be this, but he was this. He was called to be great, to be mighty, but we got to get past all the foolish, all the weak, and all the base things, all the lies, all the demonic powers that come against your mind, all the things that come against your marriage, against your church, something. See, 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 I, I believe you need three arrows in your life. Every foolish arrow, every God's arrow needs a couple arrows in their life. If you're going to become this. We know we need Jesus. That's no. That's not we're not even talking about that. We know we need How many don't need? We need Jesus. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. But I believe every arrow that's called to be, every arrow that's called to be who is foolish, weak, and base, or going through some issues in their life, every arrow, every arrow needs a Paul. Someone say a Paul. See, a Paul is someone who speaks into you. Come on, somebody. A Paul who's someone who can speak into you. See, the Bible talks about Paul was called to be. If you go real quick, go to Romans chapter 1, verse 1. Let's go to Acts chapter 9, real quick. Acts chapter 9. Verse 15 says these words. But the Lord said to him, go, for he has chosen vessel. Mm -mm. For he is a chosen vessel of mine. Yeah. My God. He is my chosen vessel. He is my... He is my chosen arrow. Now listen carefully, church of mine, to bear my name. My God. He said, you are chosen. You're plucked off the tree. And you're called to carry my name. His name is a name above all names. Come on, his name is above all names. He said, Paul, you are called to carry my power, my anointing, my dunamis. You are called to carry the anointing of God on your life that breaks yokes, that changes the world, that begins to touch people's lives. You are called to carry my name. And that was at his call. That was him getting plucked out of darkness. See, there's a tribe that plicks the wood and they begin to prepare the wood. See, this sermon I heard about 25 years ago in my life when pastor preached to Pastor Ruben preached to my pastor. And I remember it in my spirit, in my heart, the impartation that changed my life. That impartation that began to change my information and began to change the way I formatted things. and It changed my life. And, 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 and I remember him talking about how they got it and they began to heat it up and they began to straighten it out. Some say straighten it out. out. Begin to straighten it out and they begin to trim away certain things and, and trim, take all these certain things and heat it up to begin to straighten it out. Some say straighten it out. Straighten it out. Because they needed to use it 
to hit a mark. And God's saying, Paul, I need to use you to hit a mark. You're going to change a generation. You're going to change a lot of great things. And I need you to carry my name. But you're called to be. Someone say, called to be. Called to be. You're called to be. You're called to be to carry my name, my power, my anointing. You're called to be set apart for the gospel, the Bible says in Romans 1. Church, I'm telling you, God wants us to carry his power. God wants us to carry his anointing. And Paul, church, I'm telling you, is a man that began to speak. He began to speak into people's lives. Thank God for the Paul of my life, my pastor. He began to speak into my life. He began to speak into me. He began to tell me things, Edgy, you're not supposed to act like that. Um, what am I doing wrong? You're not supposed to talk like that. Oh, what did I say? And he began to cut away. Church, he began to cut away. He began to cut away. God began to use that Paul to speak into my life. He began to speak into my heart. He began to speak into my spirit. Not only that, but as I began a pastor, as I began a father, and all these different things in all different levels, he began to do it because I'm telling you, you're always going to need a Paul, and you're always going to need a Timothy. Listen to what I'm saying. Timothy are people you can speak into. So you and I need to find people who we can speak into. The Bible says that Paul began to speak into Timothy. He began to speak to Timothy. Go, 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 go with me really quick. Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Second Timothy, when you have it, say amen. Second Timothy, chapter 3, verse 10. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, Love, perseverance, persecution, afflictions, which happened to me in Antioch, Iconia, Lystra, which persecutions I endured. And out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He says, carefully follow the doctrine. He goes on verse 12. He says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And evil men were imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue. In the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. Paul telling Timothy, Timothy, I've spoken into you, Timothy. Give me, give me the arrow, Timothy arrow. The Timothy arrow. We're gonna need a Paul and a Timothy. We need to allow our pastors to speak into us. Timothy's. Timotheus, hello somebody. You need to allow your pastors to speak into you. And you have to learn to grasp what they're saying. Your pastors want the best for you. Come on, somebody. Your pastors want the best from you. They come on, they want the best for you. They want to speak life into you. We need to allow ourselves to become the Timothys. Become the Timothys. That we will grasp everything. Grasp everything that God has for us. As Paul began to speak into Timothy. Now, now, now listen where I'm going with this because here we got this, Paul. Now look at the tip is different. The tip is different. Uh, Paul will always pierce you when you don't want to hear it the most. 
You're Paul. If you allow him and you keep on hearing his voice, he will pierce you in places that will cause you to grow up. That arrow is not to hurt you. That arrow, that Paul in your life is not meant to hurt you. It's meant to help you. Come on, somebody. It's meant to help you. Come on. It's meant to help you. It's meant to help you. It's meant to shape you. He's saying, I've been where you've been at. I've been through the stuff you've been through. I was doing that. And I was through that. But God delivered me through all of that. God got me through. So, Timothy, you can do it. You can make it, Timothy. You can push past the home, past the church. You get sent out. Use your life. You can do what God called you to do. But you got to look past just being foolish, weak. And base. There's another arrow that we need. And someone say Barnabas. Barnabas is an encourager. Remember that. See, this this it don't look like much. It don't look like much. Oh, just, just, it looks different from everyone else. But let me tell you how powerful this hero is. Come on, somebody. I want to tell you how powerful our Barnabas. We need some Barnabas in this place. We need some Barnabas. I'm telling you, go to Acts chapter 11, Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. Chapter 11, verse 23 says these words. Mm, mm, mm. When they came and, ha and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all with the purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. My God. Barnabas and Paul were there in Antioch and, and all of a sudden Paul and they were there and, and Barnabas is there and Barnabas began to encourage them. He said, you're going to be okay. You're going to make it. It's going to be alright. We need Barnabas. Come on. We need Barnabas to rise up and to tell the pastor, pastor, we're with you. We believe we can do this. We believe we can hit the mark. We can take our city. We can take that nation for God. We can do everything you said we can do. We need Barnabas that will encourage the Timothy and the Pauls, we need Barnabas that will speak out and say, yes, we can do this. There's another arrow that we have in our quiver that we don't talk about a lot. It's the Judas arrow. It's a deadly arrow. It's an arrow that tries to kill the Paul. It's an arrow that tries to take out the Timothys. It's an arrow that comes against the encouragement. The thing about this Judas arrow, it was called. It was chosen. It was anointed. It functioned. Oh, it moved and it did the gifts and it held the bag and it, it did everything that needed to be done, but, but it was still with Judas arrow. That's a deadly arrow. It's a scary arrow. 
See, I tell people all the time, for every 10 people you got, you got one devil. For every 10 person in the church, you got one Judas. So if you got 100, how many people you got? 10. If you got 200, you got what? You got 20. If you got 30, you got, you got 30, you got 300. I'll keep on going up. But come on, somebody. But people like, but, but, but I can't, that guy's talking bad and I can't take it. Let me tell you something. Every Judas will follow a great movement. Every Judas will try to lie. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Every Judas will try to stop. Discourage. Speak against. Try to destroy the Paul in your life. Your Paul has been through some hell. Your pastor has been through some hell. They need you to encourage them. They need you to speak to them and say, Pastor, I got your back. Pastor, we're with you. Pastor, it's going to be okay. Pastor, it's going to be all right, Pastor. You know what? That, that, that right thing, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We got your back. Yeah. Timothy, Timothy, you just say, okay, I'm going to listen. I got this. I'm not going to let all these wicked people come in and try to speak into my ears and try to whisper sweet nothings. Hello. I'm not going to let them try to pervert my mind nor twist me around. That's what he tells me. Hey, man, hey, hey, hey. Paul tells Timothy, pay attention to what I taught you. The purpose, the doctrine, you see my lifestyle. And we need those Barnabas. I'm telling you, Barnabas, don't say Barnabas. Barnabas, man. Come on, somebody. We need those Barnabas. We need them to be there. Say, Pastor, we got you. Timothy, we got you covered. Come on, because they're always going to need someone to speak into us. Someone we can speak into. And someone who can encourage us. Come on, somebody. Someone who can speak into you. Someone you can speak into. And someone who can encourage you. Church, before they look like this, we look like this. But it's all good. Come on, somebody. It's all good. See, the thing that I've learned through all these years serving the Lord. Look, at I can't read or write. I'm not, I'm not good and eloquent in speech. I can do it when I want to. Believe me, I was supposed to be speaking at university today, but I came over here with you guys. I speak at university every year. I go to all different, you go all different universities and, and, and we speak and we do a lot of different things in schools. We do gang prevention, drug prevention. We go and we do all these things. And I said, I'd rather come over here because I know there's something greater out here. There's something greater out here. So you guys take care of that. You guys do that. But I want to come and enjoy what God's doing over here. The enemy try to stop us every way you can name it to come. I got hit. My pastor got hit. Man, everybody got hit. And, and physically, everything's getting them. You can begin to try to stop. But I'm telling you, guys, God has something great for you. Come on, Texas. Come on, Texas. Got something great for Texas. There's a breakthrough that God is breaking land. Dominions are being broken. Yokes are being destroyed. Territorial demons are running. Because why? Because God's people are standing. And he has the encouragers. He has the Timothys. And he has the Pauls that are standing. And saying, I believe in the vision. I believe in the purpose. I believe in what God's doing. I want to be part of it. I'm going to lay my 
Jesus Christ, I tell you I'm a white Christian, I tell you I'm a Bible student, I'm going to make a difference in the house. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, let's all stand. Let's all stand, let's all stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, every, every head bowed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to look inside your heart. 